1: What's up, Buffalo
3: Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is boy back at it again. Rico's in the building. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Another edition of Rico Report, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Ladies and gentlemen, the season is coming to an end. And just like that, man, we've gone through 60, we're about to go through 16 weeks we wait so freaking long or salute to my to the person by the by the name of punanil did i see hell there or did i see (laughs) punani can you put that back up there what kind of wild name is that hold on how am i gonna start my show like that yo put that back up there that last comment (laughs) i'm 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 a super yeah it's the punani queen (laughs) That name is wild, girl. What's up, Punani Queen? What's up? That? That's wild, bro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? What's happening? It's Friday night. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I always say this, man. You guys could be anywhere else, but you guys are choosing to hang out with your boys, so I appreciate that. Tonight will be a shorter show um, because we have the game tomorrow, and I got to save myself for the game. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and And frankly, I'm tired. I'm tired. That's what it is. Frankly, I'm tired. But there's always bills, things to talk about. And uh, we mean, listen, we're going to get to the topics that we need to hit, to hit on. And obviously, I'm going to spend some time a little bit on the Pro Bowl. I could care two shits about the Pro Bowl. I really could care less about the Pro Bowl. The minute you involve fans in voting, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Because there are a lot of people that don't know dick all about football, but they love their favorite player. So they'll sit there 12 hours a day going, click, 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 click. Acting like they're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, they're skewing who should be really there. That's what's happening. I I want no parts of it. I want no parts of it. And uh, anytime you get the the fans involved in that nonsense, it just skews the whole situation. If I play against you, I'm a peer, and I play against you, and I know you're nice, you're nice. It's like all podcasts. Yeah, Pro Bowl is a damn joke, man. You know what's not a joke? When they bring the Pro Bowl guys out to do, like, events. You know what I mean? When they used to do the 40. When they used to do, you know what I mean, the passing the football and trying to hit the target. You know what I'm saying? Doing the bench press. Who's got the most bench press? Bring that shit back. That's when you get my interest. I'd like to see that. Who the hell's the fastest in the league? Who's the strongest, right? Who's got the quickest back? You mean? The the kick step as a lineman. I'm going to make some games up. You know what I mean? I'm not interested in, like, you made the pro bowl, you're an alternate. Yo, know, cut the crap out. You know what you want to cut out? Cut out the fans. Or if the fans make up 15%, or they make up 25%, drop that shit down to 3%. 3% vote, five, five maximum percent vote for the fans. Coaches and players get the rest. That's how you'll know who really deserves what. Anyway, I digress. But I need to get that off my chest because it's 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 annoying. Freaking Pro Bowl, man. The QB challenge, all that. You need to bring all that stuff back to the Pro Bowl. Things that people missed, right? I get it. Doing the Pro Bowl became a joke because nobody wants to get hurt. It's about their money. It's about getting your money. The Pro Bowl is just not what it used to be, where people gave a damn and you played. I uh, Tyreek Hill made a suggestion. I thought it was a pretty cool suggestion. He says, hey, now that we're not playing the game for the Pro Bowl, make the Pro Bowl a midseason event, right? Choose your all-stars mid-season. I don't mind it. Like the NBA. Who are your all-stars at the NBA break? Who's the who's playing the best at the NBA break? That's how you do it. I like that. I kind of like that idea. Everybody gets a buy. Maybe you can form, formulate that every team gets two buys, right? You get your regular buy, and then you get your, your mid-week buy, mid-season buy. Only problem is <clears throat> if somebody had a buy right before the week, that's two weeks of no football. Now, would you give would it give you time to heal? Yes. Are you rusty? Some would say yes, probably. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it would be interesting. It would be just Tyreek Hill made that suggestion. And uh, a lot of guys are playing their hearts on, their ass off before they get hurt right at the beginning of the season. If they're playing at an all-star level, so be it. So freaking be it. But anyway, I digress. Excuse me for the sniffles. I got the sniffles. Uh, I don't know what's going on, man. I'll tell you right now, man. I'm not someone that gets sick. I rarely get sick. You guys remember like two weeks ago? I was like, ah, I could barely talk. And I still have that lingering effect of this cold. Yo, it's starting to it's starting to bug the hell out of me. And I sometimes I wonder, is it because I got my needle? Is it that COVID needle that I got? Is it because of that? Is it messing with my system? You know, conspiracy theorists always I always listen to that shit. Whether true or not, it's funny. Anywho, um, I got some things to get off my chest. I got some things to to talk about this game. Uh, we're going up against the the Bears. And uh yeah, man, Charlie Charlie knows what's up, man. I've been sick for a couple weeks now. You guys have been seeing it. I'm like, what's going on? I, I'm rarely, if I'm sick, I get like I'm done for like three days, four days tops, and I'm back to it. You know, this lingering cold is annoying me. It's annoying the heck out of me for real. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, and it's still rolling. And I don't get it. I'm I'm starting to get annoyed by it. I'm not gonna lie. You need to eat more lobster you got to be kidding me. I would never eat lobster. Yo, listen, lobster, I ate it once, and I'm done. Done with lobster. But you know what I did have? That was actually pretty tasty. Uh, mussels. I never thought I'd be a mussels guy. But uh, mussels, all right, man. Crack that shell open, grab the other shell, clamp that, and you're good to go. It actually is not bad. One thing I have not done, oysters. I wonder if oysters are the same. Is it the same texture? Is it? I don't know. It doesn't look appealing to me, so I'm not going to try it. But muscles didn't look appealing to me either. But here I am. But muscles, I can mess with muscles, man. Mussels, I can mess with them. At first, I wasn't sure. But then when I had it, I was like, okay, there's, it's not as bad as I thought. It's cool. But oysters, that looks very different. I don't know if I can do that. I think it's cold. You got to eat that thing cold. I don't know if I'm in I'm not, I'm not. I don't know if I'm in that. My man, uh, Ross says uh, crab is better than lobster. Um, yo, I, I've had some bomb crab dip and crab cakes. Legit, I am mad at that. I could do that all day. I could definitely do that. So, (laughs) go get your hotty toddy. (laughs) Oysters are awesome, man. Not the same as muscles. I didn't think they were the same, but uh, I don't know. Cold oysters, I don't know if I could do that. Anyway, folks, the Bears, we are going up against the Bears. And uh, before we get into going up against the Bears, the Bears have no all stars on their squad. And when I say all-stars, I'm talking about the Pro Bowl. Nobody got selected to the Pro Bowl from the Bears. Are you shocked? No. The Bears haven't been very good. Um, And before I put my foot in my mouth, I don't think I even saw anybody from the Bears get chosen because I think that was a running joke. Nobody from the Bears got chosen. I got to make sure that I'm correct in my assessment. And uh, exactly right. None. (laughs) Nobody got got, uh, chosen to go to the Pro Bowl from the Bears. So all is good. Now. Pro Bowl. I'm not gonna share too much time on it because my man Rev and uh Evan, they uh they definitely uh put their foot on it, but I'm gonna go a different twist. I can talk about I can talk about the snubs, but snubs are gonna happen when you have stupid fans. Yes, I said it. Stupid fans making stupid I mean two or two or two or two or two. Look at two uh two was the most voted and then to get in. Go, 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 go figure. You know what I'm saying? Like I he should have got in because of all the fans, but then it didn't happen. So go figure I don't know what happened. But Matt Milano not getting in. When people talk about Matt Milano now, he's starting to become a name. It is what it is. Now, the one thing I do notice about Pro Bowl, once you make it once, <coughs> excuse me, once you make it once, your name is going to be in that often. You just have to crack that barrier. Crack that, that one barrier that you can make it once, and then now your name is always going to be there. And now they just they just vote you in. Like, Patrick Ricard at one point. How many Pro Bowls that brother made? They just they just know. They just vote him in just because. It's Patrick Ricard. I don't know anybody else. I don't know anybody else. I just know that guy. Click. It gets weird. Like, TJ Watt. TJ Watt was injured half the damn freaking season. And y'all gave TJ Watt a Pro Bowl nod? Like, the disrespect. The utter disrespect to guys that really put in the work and that have been putting in the work all season long. And you're going to put that that player in. He's not a bum at all, not whatsoever. But you can't do that. You can't put that. How, how did TJ Y get in? You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. And Matt Milano's been playing lights out. Lights out. He's a difference maker. He is the best defensive player on our team. But y'all tripping and not putting him on there. So it is what it is. But uh Pro Bowl's a joke. It's uh the only thing that I'm looking forward to it is when they start to evolve the game and put I don't know if you if <laughs> apparently they want to do touch football. I don't even know that. Is something that I'd be interested in watching because guys are not going to want to run hard right now. You're now you're worried about a pulled hamstring, Achilles, whatever. So go figure. Now, let me get to my point about this upcoming game, and then I'm gonna have uh Evan join me just in a little bit. This game coming up is huge. First of all, shout out to our guy Josh Allen for gaining. And earning the AFC player of the week. Shout out to my man, Josh Allen. He earned it. 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. And the guy was just unstoppable. And who I was talking to my cousin. And my cousin, he's, I don't know if you have any friends that are like this, that were once huge into football, and then something in their life has happened. And. Either a girlfriend comes into, into into play or work takes them away for so long and they just don't have the time to watch the game. And the game, I wouldn't say passes them by, but they don't really care about the game. That's my cousin. He's a 49ers fan. Huge 49ers fan. He was a big-time 49ers fan. All over. It. And then work got in the way and life got in the way. And then, you no, know, he's periodic. Now he's periodic. But he loves to bring up when Josh Allen plays. And Josh Allen, he's like, dude, I noticed something about your team. I was like, what's that? He goes, whenever you guys need a play, number 17 is the only one that can make a play for you guys. And I'm sitting here going, duh, yes, we know that. We're very aware of what he's what he's capable of doing. It's nothing new to us. Don't you get sick of it, though? Aren't you sick of it that he's the, he's the one guy that does everything? If he goes down, you guys are screwed. I'm like, but it's no different than if... Aaron Rodgers goes down, or freaking Joe Burrow goes down, Pat Mahomes goes down, like you name it, Kirk Cousins goes down. It's no different. Their teams are going to suffer. No question about it. He's like, yeah, but Josh Allen is different, though. I said, what? Purposely, Josh Allen is different, though. Oh, is he? We're aware he is different. The guy is just a monster, bro. He's just, it's just what he does. If you, need a, if you need a play made, that's the guy you go to. Whether he gets it with his legs or he gets it through the air, he's going to make a play. And what he was trying to get to, my cousin was trying to get to, was we haven't seen anything like this. And I was like, you know what? You might be right. We haven't seen anything blatantly like this. He said, well, maybe Michael Vick. I was like, Michael Vick was probably one of the greatest athletes to ever touch that field, but... He wasn't giving you consistently three 400-yard games and putting the game on his, on his back the way that like Josh does, both in the air and on the ground. Name me somebody else. He goes, oh, Cam Newton? And I was like, Cam Newton, physically? Yes, absolutely. But was he able to do, I mean, dude had a rookie season that was sensational, 4,000 yards. But where is he now? It didn't last him too long because he got he got rocked in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? But he's even then, he's not as good as Josh Allen. He's not as good as Josh Allen. So, like, he was trying to name a few quarterbacks, and I was like, it's not the same. Pat Mahomes is amazing. But Pat Mahomes does not do what Josh Allen does on the ground, the way he does it. Then he brought up Jalen Hurts. I'm like, Jalen Hurts is legit, 6'1", 220-ish. But there's a difference between the two. You can tell just by looking at it. Just by looking at it, you can tell. Just putting it out there. The guy's different, man. He's completely different. Very different. Shout out to my man, Namdi. Namdi comes in and says, yo, there's something to be said about a balanced offense. See the 49ers when Garoppolo went down. Well, listen, you can start to see, you know what I'm saying? We're, we, need to, we need to lean on other players to step their game up. And that they did. And that's why Brock Purdy's having some success. Because everybody's stepping their game up. And not to mention, he's a good little player himself. Uh, shout out to my man Cody Benz on that super chat. Salute to you, Cody. Was it was good? He goes, Yo, bro, <clears> Hurts <throat> is out, and I need a QB. Brock, go Brady or Purdy. Purdy, Brady, dude, Brady's going up against the. Car- I think he's going up against the Cardinals defense. Cardinals, Cardinals defense is decent, decent, Um, but I can't, I can't trust Brady, man. I just can't trust Brady. Brady's just up and down. That offense is up and down. He's just looking his age. Father time has caught up to Tom Brady. I don't know what to tell you. And right now, it's funny enough you mention that because I'm going into my semifinals for fantasy. Shout out to those that have won their fantasy uh, quarter ma- quarterfinal matches and they're going into their semifinal matches. Shout out to y'all. But I'm going up against Tom Brady and I'm not even shook by Tom Brady. He's slated to get 44 points. And then when I look at what his game log is and what he's done, He's had one monster game this year. One monster game, and that was against Kansas City. And that was a big game, right? 39 attempts for out of 52, 385 yards, three touchdowns, monster game.
1: <clears throat>
3: that game, he put in 44 points. I, I, I use the Sleeper app, by the way. So Sleeper app is what I use. And I'm the commissioner of that league. So I kind of tweaked a little bit, but nothing, nothing crazy. I, I don't think I touched a quarterback once. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this. 40 44 points was his biggest output. Then he had 35, and then he went on a dip 22, 25, 29, 29, 29. Then the buy 25. Then he went up 35, then went down to 23, and then 29 again. I'm expecting to give him to get 25 to 30 points. From that, doesn't that do anything for me? I have Joe Burrow as my quarterback. So the point I'm trying to make is if you're going to pick between those two, I'm going Brock Purdy all day, man. Brock Purdy has nothing to lose, man. And who's who, who's Brock Purdy playing? Who are the 49ers playing? The 49ers playing are Washington. Man, yo, Brock Purdy all day. Don't even, don't even think twice about that. Brock Purdy all day. That's just me. I have hers just picked up Brady. Good luck. <laughs> I would have went. I would have met Gordon Minshew. Did I say Gordon Minshew? I, I said Gordon Minshew. I would have I went. Is Gordon Minshew? <laughs> yo, go Minshew. Just take Minshew. If you're gonna, I don't know, Brady, Minshew, I go Minshew. But we're about to find out this Eagles offense, how good this Eagles offense is. If Minshew comes in and actually does extremely well, then Micah Parsons' comment of is it the quarterback or the system? Will be correct. He'll, it's gonna be the system that does it. But we'll see how Minshew does. What the hell is Minshew's name anyway? I have no one do with this brother's name, anyway. Minchu Gardner is it Gardner? Minchu is that his name? Is it Gardner? Okay, I say Gordon. I was close, I was close, I was close to Gardner. I mean, Gordon works well too, but anyway. Um, but yeah, man, if you're gonna go with that quarterback, that's that's the way I go. If you guys have any fantasy questions, go ahead and jump through the uh, throw your fantasy questions up there because I even have some challenges myself. I picked a defense, I went, I picked up three defenses Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. And the Detroit Lions. Jacksonville went ham and I freaking should have started them. So now it's between Detroit or the Bucks. Bucks against Trace McSorley, or do I go Detroit against Carolina and Sam Darnold? Ah, I gotta make a decision. I gotta make a decision. But anyway, we'll talk about fantasy in just a moment if you guys have any fanny questions. Right? But let me let me get right. Let me get to my point here. Josh Allen's just built different. He's just that dude. And I'm so glad that we don't have to deal with quarterback issues. Because right now, if you look at the New York freaking Jets, they don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. How do you go? I don't understand the disrespect that they throw Flacco's way. Is Flacco hurt? I don't know if he's hurt or not. But you went with Zach Wilson as your starter, and then you went with some guy named Strevler as your backup. And then when Zach Wilson shit the bed, like we knew he was going to, it was just a matter of time, Strevler comes in. You'd think you put a veteran guy in And Flacco kind of, you know what I mean? Keep you guys a, yo, and your season's still alive or was still alive. And you went that route, terrible management, not good, not good at all. But anyway, that's the Jets problem. That's not our problem. We're going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? They're on, you know what, Namdi? They're on a rental QB situation. I'm saying right now, man, like that's a, that's a mess. That's a, that's a playoff team. They got a playoff roster. Just put a quarterback that's competent enough to not turn the ball over and make a couple plays here and there. I just don't get it. The Jets GM blew the Wilson pick. They absolutely did. Didn't they have a chance to take fields, and they chose Wilson over fields? What a damn joke. What a damn joke. Anyway, let me get right back to my point. Point is, Pro Bowlers made the team. Josh Allen's one of them, and he was also AFC Player of the Week. Shout out to Josh Allen. He's that dude. He is that dude. The guy is just special, man. And we just got to make sure that we keep that man healthy, ready to go. And we've, we've got nothing to worry about. Because don't forget, the number one seed is what we need to do. We can run the table. We can run the table. We definitely can. We certainly can. Take care of the Bears. and we go for, And we'll go from there. Now, the Bears. Trap game or not. Trap game or not. Nah. To me, in my opinion, some people don't believe in trap game. I asked my man, Sal Capaccio. He was on the show the other day. If you guys have not checked out that show, jump back in the last previous show from the Rico, Rico Report. You'll jump on that. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you really will enjoy it. And I asked him about the trap game. He goes, I don't believe in the trap game. I don't believe in trap game. I just believe in, you know what I'm saying, if you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do, you'll win this game. I, on the other hand, do believe in trap games. And not that they're overlooking the Bears. It's just that I feel that the bears to them is just like a stepping stone. nah, we just need to take the Bengals on so we can win this now, but the bright side of this whole situation is we need this we can't look at this as a as a as a trap game because we need this win because it keeps us with that number one spot because the minute we lose a game, all hell breaks loose. Now it's all mumble jumble of who's gonna earn what? Is it going to be the chiefs? The chiefs can probably win out going forward. So we need to win out going forward. So, yes, to me, is this a trap game? I believe it's a trap game. It shouldn't be, but I believe it is. And I'll tell you why I believe it is, right? They're a lesser schedule, right? The Bears have won. How many games have the Bears won? Like, if anything. Let me let me see what the record is for the Bears. The Bears right now, were we, 16? Where the heck they at? The Bears record. Where y'all at, man? I was just looking at the damn thing, and then I would just walk, walked away. Anyway, I'm going to just take a wild guess. Did they win four games yet? Are they at four four wins? It wouldn't surprise me. they are three wins. My apologies. <laughs> three freaking wins. They're not even four wins. They're 3-11. and 11. So this is easily a game that you can look over. Thank you. This is easily a game that you can look over and be like, oh, it's 3-11, and we're going to Chicago. Windy City. Thank God we have a quarterback that can throw through that Windy City. But the point is this. This is definitely a game that some people can look and, and look at it as, Ooh, it's not good. Trap game equals bad coaching, Rico. Sometimes it's not about the coaching. Sometimes it's about the player. Oh, I'm trying to say safe because we got the Bengals next week, so I'm going to try not to not go as hard. I'm not saying that's what it is because they're a professional at, at the same time. This is just my thoughts. I don't think it has anything to do with the coaching. This is just like a matter of like these guys not putting the full effort because they're thinking ahead to the next game, right? So here's the deal. There's one thing that these Bears do very well, and that's run the football. They are number one in the league when running the football. They have a quarterback that has a thousand yards rushing already with three games to go. And his, anybody, what is he throwing for? And he's he's a, he's got two thousand yards passing. If they get that brother some weapons on that team, that team can be very dangerous. And they're dangerous right now. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. This cold is killing me, man. I apologize. They, they he's a, he's going to be a threat. And if you don't realize how big of a threat he is, we just gave up. We just surrendered one hundred eighty-eight yards to the Miami Dolphins. You got David Montgomery, and you have. Justin Fields that have the capability of not just getting ten yards here and there, he will take it the distance. So we have to be disciplined. The one thing that we did with the Miami Dolphins is we said, "We'll take care of the back end as best we can with the guys that we have, and we pretty much will dare you to run." And I love that that line of thinking from Sal because Sal was like, "Well, they kind of dared them to run the ball, and when they dared them, be careful. Sometimes you got to be careful what you dare someone to do." or be careful what you wish for, because you're going to get it. But for the most part, we kept these guys at bay. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions for, what, 69 yards? We kept him at bay, and he had that one decent a decent route, actually a very good route against Trey White, on a 20-yard touchdown, or a 30-yard touchdown, something that something of that nature. So remove that, he's relegated to just a pedestrian that day, right? Jalen Water went off, three receptions only, but he were big plays. So, like, we decided to... Minimize as much as we can from the big plays like Tyreek going ham to I'll let you guys try and run the ball. Now they did extremely well. Obviously, that 68-yard run was a gasher. That huge. That was a huge run. But looking at what Justin Fields can do, problematic. David Montgomery, problematic. So we have to commit to stopping the run. They're missing two linemen. I think it was like uh, Tevin Jenkins they're missing, and they're missing their their. Their uh, center, Cody Whitehair. So both players are doubtful to play this game. So chances are they're going to be out. So here we are. There are less at the line. We've got a strong defensive front. We should be able to stifle them in the run and allow and and, and bet on their defensive back that Justin Fields will not be able to deliver and throw the football. Trey White is back. Jordan Poirier coming off of a fresh Pro Bowl is back. We got to make sure we handle business and we got to stop what they do best. And if you stop what they do best, you got you got them. I heard a quote this week and I'm going to try to remember a quote. Sometimes I'm bad for memory, by the way. uh, Shout out to my man, uh, M.K. La Liga. What's up, man? He goes, yo, hey, salute Rico. Score 2714 Bills. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, brother. And I like that score a lot. Um, And what was it? It was something to the nature of this. Attack a man's weakness and you and you got him. Or something like that. Attack a man's weakness and you got him. But attack a man's strength and it's over. And I'm paraphrasing what it is, but like we can take a, we can attack their weakness, right? And the bears' weakness is everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. You can attack where you want to, but if you attack their strength and their strength right now is running the football, you got them dead to rights. You will break their will. So we've got to make sure that we attack their their best their best part. And that's their running game. So if we stop their run game, yo, we we neutralize them. We're good. But we just can't, and I hate to say it it sounds cliche. We can't blink. Blink once, and you'll look at the score, and it's 17 nothing bears. And you're like, what the hell's going on? What the hell is going on? We're turning the ball over. This guy ran for a touchdown. We just can't get ourselves into that situation. So know what's at stake here and let's 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 figure things out quickly, rather quickly. That's that's the way I'd like to see it. Most importantly. Now, do I still believe it's a trap game? Yes. Will we move on and get a win in this game? Absolutely. Will it be closer than I anticipate? Probably. Why? Weather. Weather's going to play a factor. It's going to be cold. You know, you know what's funny? They talk about how Cold it is and how windy it is in Buffalo, and this, that, and third. Chicago ain't that. Chicago ain't no prize to go and play. Like it's so, it's so warmer. It ain't no prize out there. So these guys are going to be going through the elements just the same. So we just got to make sure that we're on top of our game and we do what's supposed to be done. Simple as that. So let's not make this a trap game. I can see this being a trap game. Let's not make this a trap game and let's. Let's really take care of business the way we're supposed to. Because if you're going to tell me this team is trash, we should be able to wax. You know what I'm saying? How often do we say that? This team is freaking terrible. We should be able to wax this team, no problem. And then we win by three. So if this team was so trash and we were able to, we waxed the team and we're supposed to this, we're supposed to that, and we only win by less than a touchdown, what the hell does it say about us? You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those situations where I'm looking at this team as yes, this is a, a formidable foe. The three, they're three and eleven, but they're playing much better than they have been as of late. And that's the one thing that I got to you got to you got to respect the Bears, man. You got to give them you got to give them some props because I, mean, I just want to see what they've done the last three games before I talk before I talk my ill. Yo, they're on a three. They're excuse me, I was about to say they're on a three game win streak. They are on a. I mean, they beat the. uh Look at the Bears here. Damn, they're on a (laughs) three-game. Oh, my gosh. Yo, one, two, three. They're on a seven-game losing streak. However, although they're on a seven-game losing streak, they lost to the Eagles 25-20. They lost to the Packers 28-19. I can't believe they lost to the Jets 31-10. They lost to the Falcons 27-24. They lost to the Lions, which are a solid team, 31-30. And Dolphins beat them 35-32. 30, uh, so they're keeping games somewhat close. Now, I'm giving them more love than they probably deserve. I know I'm doing that. But they're missing some players, man. Like, look, Tater, they've lost every game since they, since they got Claypool. And Claypool, <laughs> Claypool showed up at, the, at the, uh, the, the deadline. Now, although they lost every game since Claypool, they've been more competitive, right? Because if you go at the beginning of the year, they lost 19-10. 27-10, 23-20 to the Texans, 20-12, 29-22 to the Vikings. The Vikings are kind of, you know what I mean, the Vikings. And then they lost to the, I mean, every every game someone has been close. They got blown up by the Patriots, but that, one, that was a game where just things went out of hand. So, although their record is 3-11, and I'm trying to make as many points as possible for these guys to, to give them a shot, but like it could easily, a ball bounces this way and a ball bounces that way and then we're, we're down. So we need to put our foot on their necks early and crush them early. Because if we don't, they might keep this close and make it a game. And we have had far too many close games for my liking. You know what I mean? Before we go to the playoffs, I'd like one blowout. One blowout win where I'm like, okay, I feel at ease. Just give me one. That, that, so I know that we are capable of putting up points. And we can blast these teams if we need to. But a win is a win. Like my man Walter Skill says. Whether it's a one point or 100 points, a win is a win. Chiefs almost dropped a game against the Texans last week. Style points don't matter. Just win. You damn right. Look at the Jaguars. Not that the Jaguars are terrible, but the Jaguars took down the the, the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas Cowboys were not supposed to lose that game. They weren't supposed to lose that game. So I totally get it. Totally get it. James says, uh, you're going to be pissed if we stay in nickel. Oh, boy. Here's the deal. I know a lot of people are like, yo, get out of nickel, man. These guys are going to run all over us if we don't get out of nickel. I think we're going to sprinkle in nickel here and there. Um, and I think our defensive front is good enough that we can stay in nickel because we're going to, you're going gonna, if to, you, if we stop the run, you're going to have to pass. And when you're ready to pass, we'll be ready to intercept. You know what I'm saying? We just got to really put our foot on their necks and really make it happen because we need to win out because we lose one game. Guess who's guess who's gonna be trying to pry their way and get into that number one seed? The Kansas City Chiefs. We don't want to have that. We want people to come visit us in Buffalo instead of us going out there. And anyone, the break would be nice as well. The break would be nice as well. So trap game easily, easily can be a trap game. But if we handle what we're supposed to handle, we should be just fine. Scott Blake says, Yo, I can't sell my tickets. Gave them to my neighbor. Two 20-year-olds live there, not going in minus 30 wind chill. Too old for that shit. And my man Scott Blake lives in in uh, Chi Town in Chicago. So he's well aware of how, <laughs> how cold those games are. But listen, man, Scott, put a park, yo, put a parka on, man. Put a parka. How many? How often do you see the Bills play the Bears? You know what I mean? Put a parka on. Put one of those fluffy hats on that like, cover the ears, cover your neck, put some nice gloves on. Some people say that putting garbage bags over your feet into your boots should, should, do, the, should do the trick. Maybe you'll, be, you'll enjoy the game. Maybe you should take those tickets back from those 20-year-olds. But if you're sold and you're like, I ain't doing it, I'm done, then I don't blame you. Because my black ass would certainly not be out there at minus 21 and minus 31 watching these damn Bills play the game. Now, if it's a Super Bowl and it happens to be in a cold air and they say, yo, man, we're giving you free tickets. And they're playing in Antarctica or they're playing somewhere cold as shit all right I might, I might i might give it a roll but nah, not a regular season game bro <laughs> I, I ain't interested <laughs> no interest whatsoever wifey comes down uh with a cold midweek not in the cards oh yeah yeah you're done you're done buddy can't do it yo everybody's getting sick i don't know i bet you have to chat right now has a little bit of an illness they're dealing with it is that season it is that season but anyway so i don't want to talk about just this this bears by myself i'm going to bring on my man evan we're going to talk about whether it's a trap game or not, whether he greased it, this is a trap game. And then we'll end the show. Like I said, it wasn't going to be a long show today, guys. And we'll end the show with talking about um, the Pro Bowl and what what events he would like to see, whether it's a made-up event or an event that would make sense for them to have at the Pro Bowl. So without further ado, let me bring my guy in, Evan. Evan, give me the heads up. that you ready to go? And there he is, the man with his head. Evan, Evan, what's
2: happening? I'm doing good. Evan Stubble is back. Um, Just kind of, you know, getting through the Buffalo blizzard. Anyone here that is watching that is in the Buffalo area kind of knows the the blizzard we're going through. So, you know, just trying to get through that.
3: The blizzard in Buffalo. Well, listen, for those that are going through the blizzard in Buffalo getting snow, we're up here in Nova Scotia, and uh, we got no snow. It's plus 9 degrees. I don't know plus what. Plus 9 is over there for you guys. Probably like 30 40s so I have
2: then. no idea I have no idea you
3: know I, I gotta look it up man 10 Fahrenheit um no see that's I don't want 10 Fahrenheit so actually you know what let me put 30 Fahrenheit 32 Fahrenheit no that's zero degrees so you're probably at 45 so 45 is seven degrees so about I'm about 50. I'm about 50 degrees yeah I'm about 50 degrees right now in Buffalo in in Nova Scotia right now and we got a lot of rain and a lot of wind the wind right now is is at uh, 50 kilometers, but you guys don't use kilometers. You guys use miles. So if you want to compare it to miles, it's about 30 to 31 miles an hour. Still pretty hectic. So right now, that's what that's what we're dealing with in Nova Scotia. So I, we're gonna have a green Christmas. I'm not used to that moving up here. I'm used to some snow. <laughs> what about you? You you guys obviously you guys are gonna have some, a, a white Christmas, which is nice. And look at that. You're, yeah, we are. You're festive enough wearing your green flannel. And I'm wearing my ring. I am. We're, we're, I know.
2: It's, um, it, you know, having a white Christmas is, like, just, like, my favorite thing every, you know, every every year for Christmas, whether that's just going skating, uh, snowboarding, or, you know, just, you know, playing outside in the snow. Like, it's just always a good time.
3: Always a good time. And, by the way, I got to give a shout out to uh, my man, Scott Blakely. Uh, Merry Christmas, my man. Glad to ride with the big squad, the big team. I appreciate you, Scotty. You know I do. Uh, you and your team, best. You're the best, Rico. Listen, Scott Blake, you are one of the best, and uh, and I cherish, you know, say a lot of a lot of you followers, man, and a lot of you supporters, because you and I like like Scott Blake has been supporting and showing love and like genuine love, genuine love for a long time, man. So we we appreciate our, our Buffalo fanatics. Uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, since we're in the since we're in the festive spirit, I might as well just kind of gear it in the festive spirit. What about you? What do you think? Uh, should we go with christmas spirit way of doing things let's go for it
2: let's go right it. in
3: let's go for it um i was asking sal Capaccio about you know i mean christmas movies and christmas food and so on and so forth and i asked my man sal Capaccio about an overrated dish where it's like dude who brought that you No, know, everybody like not everybody likes that crap stop bringing that to the christmas dinner. Is there something that always shows up on the Christmas dinner? You're like, dude, knock it off! Who the hell brought this shit? Who did it? What stands out for you?
2: Oh man, I'm gonna be honest. I, I really cannot think of th- something, you know, right off the top of my head. Uh, what is it? Is it bad to say uh, turkey is an, an overrated Christmas dish? Is, course- is that bad to say? I, I think I think turkey might be my overrated Christmas dish, just because the fact that you only have it once a year. You have it for Thanksgiving, and then you'll have the little bit afterwards for leftovers. But then someone will bring back turkey for Christmas. And I'm not necessarily complaining if turkey shows up on my plate for a Christmas dinner. But I'm like, it's kind of a Thanksgiving thing. I don't want to, you know, kind of just, you know, run it dry. Turkey's kind of dry enough. I don't want to just run it dry um,
3: but I mean, turkey- for, for-
2: for Christmas, I don't know. That's just me. It's just kind of like I'm not I, complaining if it's there, though. It's just kind of like I don't know.
3: It for Christmas, see, Scott, because I have I am having turkey. He's having turkey. Um, turkey is really good if you have. Good, I mean, first of all, if you season it, I don't want to hear I season my bird really well. What do you season it with? Salt and pepper. <laughs> you better go sit your ass somewhere if that is all that someone seasons their bird. And I don't care if you, Rico, I'm such a big fan of you. How could you insult my bird like that? Salt and pepper folks. It's just too, it's too meh. You know what I'm saying? You got to really spice it up. Put some, put some, put some color in that bird. So when it goes in that oven, it comes out and like, it's delicious. Right. But a lot of people, they don't, they don't a season the bird well enough. And this what makes it very bland. And secondly, gravy is important. If you have a good gravy, then you're set. But here's the thing: the good gravy comes from if the bird is seasoned well enough, because the drippings. You know what I'm saying? That you can use the salt, you can use the drippings to make your. Anyways, I'm gonna get into a whole whole thing. Are you? Do you cook, Evan? I was about to say like I'm talking about all this food, but you... do you? I cook? Can you cook? I'm gonna be
2: honest. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you know, or, or I can you... microwave. I can. I'm I'm a mean microwaver. Like I I, I can. I'm I'm good in the microwave. Not, not on the stove though. I don't cook.
3: So you're, a I cook, yeah,
2: frozen pizza. I can cook frozen pizza. Frozen. pizza. That's more yeah. up my alley. Yeah, frozen pizza. That's right up my alley. Um, I can heat up, you know, some good old Chick Fil A sandwiches. Like, you know, that's t- that's my type of uh,
3: cooking. Like uh, my man JT says, "Yo, the people who only season the trigger with salt and pepper are the same people who <laughs> that bring the potato salad to the cookout." Uh, I mean, listen, you bring potato salad to the cookout first and foremost. Um, you better season that potato salad. I mean, you can't just put mayo, this, down the third and just say, here it is. Uh, but that's neither, here nor that's neither here nor there. I just have to ask that. But we're going to stay in the, in the festive spirit. Um, if you wanted a Christmas gift and it needed to happen in this game, what needs to happen for you to have a Merry Christmas and the Bills gave you this gift? What gift would that be? The gift for me? That chat, that, my friends, goes for the chat. The Bills are giving you a Christmas gift. What gift do they have to present to you that you're like, yes, I love that gift? What has to happen in this game?
2: Is this just for me and the chat or both?
3: This is for you and the chat.
2: Okay. For me personally, in this game, two things have to happen. Obviously, first, a Bills win. The Bills have to win. I think no matter how the Bills win, that will be a nice little Christmas gift from the bills to myself and the rest of bills, mafia. But the one thing in this game, cause I am expecting us to win. What I want to see in this game is for the Buffalo bills to establish a dominant run game mm. outside of Josh Allen. I want to see the bills being able to run the football consistently and efficiently outside of just trying to use number 17 on broken plays that are, you know, that he runs for first downs or design runs. I want to see, James Cook, Devin Singletary, yep. Naheem Hines, sprinkle in a little of Isaiah McKenzie on end and jet sweeps. Get this run game going because we know how important running the football is, you know, in the months of December, January, um, and et cetera, just with the weather, especially playing in Chicago, playing in Buffalo. Next week, we're gonna have to play in Cincinnati. So we're not playing in these great weather conditions. Yeah. So let's try and run the football effectively and efficiently. And you got to do that by winning the line of scrimmage up front and got to see these running backs, uh, Singletary and Cook, especially, uh, you know, get themselves going. And if we can run the football, I don't know, let's say 150 yards. If we can get 150 yards rushing outside of Josh Allen and win this game like that, I, I think, I think that's a nice little Christmas gift from the Bills to myself.
3: I like that. And uh, as you we were giving that Christmas, I like that. That's a really good one outside of Josh Allen. Um, I'm seeing really a good, a good group of y'all give some really good gifts that you guys would love from Santa. Old, jolly, old St. Nick. And uh, Elam shutting down his guy. Whoever that is, I'd love to see it. My man Rev says, Bill shut down the number one run offense all the way down. I would love to see that. That would be a great Christmas gift. Cole Beasley. Elevated once again. To the active roster, he'll be playing. Beasley over 100 yards. That would be a Christmas gift. I like that. That's not a bad Christmas gift. I'm trying to think right now. That would be amazing. If that I would like. I would like for Ken Dorsey, two gifts I would love for this game coming. Ken Dorsey finds a way to establish, like, not only establish the run, but, like, don't shy away from it, Right? let these guys this would be a game a perfect game for you to let these boys run let these guys find their run fits and go that's what i need to see if that that would be a wonderful christmas gift to me all of a sudden i see both guys with 15 plus carries and they're both in that 90 90 90 yard range like you said outside of josh allen i want to see these guys run i would love to see that happen here's the second one that i want a second gift Kyer Elam takes over as cornerback number two for good. And he plays majority of the snaps. And we start to see some improvement because we're going into the playoffs. We're going to be off and on, playing man, playing a little off. I would love to see something like that happen. And I have a bonus one. Can I give you a bonus one? Sure. It's your show. (laughs) Could we see? I mean, it's not going to happen, but what a Christmas gift this would be. If Micah Hyde was removed off the IR and he's active for this game, wouldn't that be something? I would absolutely freaking lose my shit because that to me would be the missing link to tying this whole defense together. I know Von Miller's not part of it, I get it, but just having Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier in the backfield, like they can look at each other and know exactly what they're thinking and then let's go, let's roll. That would be something else. Wouldn't that be something? But anyway, I'm dreaming, obviously, but that would be a great Christmas gift coming from Santa. If you could give us that, that'd be amazing. That'd be a Christmas miracle. Yo, I'm telling you, man, that would be a Christmas miracle if Micah Hyde could do it. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't, I mean, you heard Saka Apache talking. He's like, hey, man, he's mentally probably ready to go. But like, will they clear him? That's the thing. But, From what I understand, he needed to be out four months, and four months is up near the end of the season right into the playoffs. Could he come back for the playoffs? Evan, I'm going to put the question on you. Would you shut him down and say it's not worth it, heal up properly the way you're supposed to, and we'll see you next year? Or if the doctors say, dude, He's ready to go. He's he's at the beginning stage. Could we rehab him some more to strengthen him even more? Sure. But there it can't get any worse. He's ready to go. Are you shutting him down and not taking a chance? Or are you saying, this is our window. We need to win the Super Bowl right now. And he gives us the best chance of being on the field. Do you put Micah Hyde in? Or do you just leave him and say, hey, we'll see you next year?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you you bring up an interesting point whether you think the bills would either shut him down or listen to the doctors and say, if, you know, he's cleared, let him back in. Now here comes the kind of tricky part of things. You mentioned that the four months could be up by the time the playoff starts. If the bills get the one seed, they get that extra body. They, they get that extra week. Uh, of rest uh-huh. So you get that extra week that gives Hyde a little more time to not only recover and wait for the doctors to clear him, but gives him a little more time to not only mentally prepare, but physically prepare for a return. If that is possible.
1: Yeah.
2: And again, that, that buy, you're, you're thinking of, okay, if the bills didn't get the one seed.
1: Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, Buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com Mike. That's American-Giant.com Mike.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat?
2: I don't know. I don't know if Hyde's chances of coming back are that realistic. But again, with that extra week, if you do get the first round bye, then we could have a later discussion, you know, by week 18, first round bye, and then you get into that divisional matchup, there's yeah. Micah Hyde's chance. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's definitely um up for discussion. I, I think if the doctors fully clear Micah Hyde, fully clear Micah Hyde. It's a hundred percent to go. I'm for it personally, and if Micah, his mental side is there, he he's ready to go and he's up to it physically. Yep. I'm all for it, and if if both parties can meet right in the middle and yep. just it loads up hundred percent and you hit that start button and you let you know hide un, unleashed and he's ready to go up on the football field again. I'm all for it. It's just I just get a little scared with that neck. When you when you look back at Aaron Williams, I just get a little scared of just neck injuries in the game of football. Um, it's something that you don't take too lightly. Uh, but again, if everything is 100 percent and he's all good to go and the doctors say he's all good to go, I'm all for it.
3: And I'm all for it as well. Um, listen, if they say that it can't I mean, I don't know how similar to Aaron Williams his his injury is. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no
2: idea. I I just neck and it just kind of. Yeah, you so look back towards that.
3: Yeah, from what I did read, was that he he will recover 100% and be ready to go. Some people just heal quick, quicker than others. I already see this guy on the sidelines, yeah, with a fresh fade, looking mighty good, ready <laughs> to go, looking healthy, as fresh, and ready to go. So, it would not shock me, it would not surprise me if they designated him week 18 that he's been. Ready to go back to the active roster? Holy shit! Would that ever be, would that ever be a boost for this team? Let alone the defense, this team would be unreal. So to me, if if I'm gonna get a Christmas miracle, give me Micah Hyde to to prepare himself to come back at the end of the season and uh, and roll. Especially if we get that number one seed, maybe that's a contingency. Yo, get me that number one seed. I'm in. Oh, we gotta get that number one seed. But anyway, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but uh, a very interesting, great answer, by the way, great, great thought process on that. Um, for somebody Thanks. asking if uh, Devin Singletary has had a hundred yard game. Yes, he has had a hundred yard game. Don't forget Atlanta Falcons. When he played the Atlanta Falcons, he had a hundred yards in that game. He also had hundred rushing in the Denver game when he busted for that 56 yard run up the middle. Um, I'm, I'm trying pretty to think sure he had one, one
2: against Washington too. Um, yeah, in 2019, yeah. I think.
3: He's had like multiple 100 yard rushing games. So for those that are thinking like he's never had a rushing 100 yard rushing game, uh, he definitely has. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Actually, Dev, can you look that up? F, I am. Um, yeah. music, how many rushing games? one hundred year rushing games he's had. Um. Anyway, as Dev is as as my man Rev is looking that up, um, uh, we're gonna close out the show very shortly. I said it was gonna be it wasn't gonna be a long one, and I meant it. Um. And if you guys are enjoying the show, by the way, do me a favor, smash that like before you go. He's Atlanta. got two. He's got two? Was it the Denver game the Atlanta game?
2: I'm looking at it right now. Um, Denver and Atlanta,
3: yes. There you go. See? Your boys got it. Listen. Okay. Yeah, Washington days. must have been right right close. Very close. I pay attention to these things, people. I've been watching these running backs for a long time, and I know when they have, when they go off and when they have big games. But like, people keep telling me, this is not the type of offense to have that type of shit happen. Well, okay, fine
2: and saying? and and here's and here's another thing I will say. Um, this kind of goes for a lot of stats um across the National Football League. You see the the term a thousand yard receiver thrown out all the time. How many times has there been players that have gotten literally nine hundred eighty yards, nine hundred and ninety yards? That's basically a thousand yards in my book. And this kind of goes to the hundred yard rusher how many times has devin singletary been around the 85 yard mark the 90 yard mark the, the, the you know the 80 75 yard mark like to yeah. me you give him like two or three more carries he's probably pushing 100 those are basically 100 yard rushing performances in my opinion it's just basically right there it's right you know right there i mean singletary against washington i'm pretty sure he had like 96 yards rushing like, that's wow. a 100-yard rushing performance. Like That, is, th- that yeah. is 100 yards, in my opinion. Um, you're, you're just kind of, like, stat picking at that point. Like, yes, 100 yards. You would like to see him get 100 yards every single game. But if he's getting 75 to 80, that is just as good as 100 yards rushing um, for me, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I, and I get that. And uh, shout-out to my man, Titan South. Titan South, tighten up. Um, should I roast or you want to roast?
2: Nah, this is you. This is you. I don't nah,
3: have a good roast for the Titan. Let me let me roast this boy. Hey, Titan South, welcome to the Buffalo Fanatics. This is the this is the Rico Report, um, and I got you. I'm sitting next to my man, Easy Ev. I'm gonna call you Easy Ev. What's going on, Easy Ev? With the right the right wrist. Um, I don't know where you come off talking shit. Talk about you ain't getting past KC or Cincinnati. Y'all better watch out for your weak ass AFC South because the Jacksonville Jaguars are creeping up on your ass. Y'all, be, y'all better get your shit together. Who else is in the ASC South? You know what I'm saying? Keep messing around. You might you might get the Colts. <laughs> the Colts with freaking Nick Foles catch your ass. Y'all are not out of the woods. You're lucky the Texans are the Texans. You're talking about y'all not going to get past KC. Yeah. A, we beat KC this year. B, we beat the Titans. We we, we beat the brakes off of y'all this year. You are not in a position to talk at all. I, I don't mind you in this chat because... I don't blame you. You wanna be part of a chat, part of a winning team? You wanna know what winning culture feels like? I get it, join the crew, come talk to us, come hang out with us. I wouldn't wanna be hanging out with, you know what I'm saying, the Titans fans right now, because right now y'all are holding on to dear hope that you guys can get that division win. The Jags are coming on your ass heavy, pause. They're they're ready to get your ass, man.
2: <laughs> you just pulled a Justin Fields.
3: <laughs> I just pulled a Justin Fields. I didn't even know what I just said there, and I was like, wait a minute, I felt right. I felt wrong about saying it, so I have to pause it. All
2: right, I, I got one since you uh since you kind of okay. threw it over to me. I'm oh like, God. Uh, Titan South. I mean, I respect the Titans. You guys have been solid for a lot of seasons, but this year, your guys' division and season is kind of broken like my wrist. So, Dang. I mean, ooh.
3: I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, really talk about it. I mean, let's let's head back to see what the, ten, the Tennessee Titans have done. I'm looking at the Tennessee Titans. You guys are seven and seven. You guys are just hanging on dear life. The Jacksonville Jaguars are seven and eight, so they're probably going to end up taking your taking your spot. Yo, y'all are rough. They went out. They do. And you guys have lost four straight games, my guy. Four straight games, and the Texans aren't going to just hand the game over to you. And then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's probably going to be flexed. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys. Dude, if you don't win against the, the Texans, you're definitely going to lose against the Cowboys and the Jaguars. And there goes your season. You'll be bounced. And the Jaguars are going to win it. Y'all, in Titans South, you are better off keeping your mouth shut because right now you're getting roasted heavy and you got no comeback. And that's the worst part. And I would invite you to come on here, but you're just going to talk a lot of nonsense. Too much nonsense for my liking. So if I were you, I would pray that you guys hold on dear life. (laughs) Beat the Texans if you guys can. And then you got the Cowboys, which you guys will lose. I don't know. And you, and you have Malik Willis as your quarterback. And I like Malik Willis. He's just not ready yet. And you want to talk about, you all need to get past KC. Y'all need to just finish off and win the division if you guys can. And even then, that's a tall task. And that's a tall task to ask. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Here we go. The Bills are 0-4. And that was, what, 20 years ago? Evan, were you even born then? No. Put that, no. Back, up. Put that back up. Put that back up for a second. I got, one, I got my one one more roast for him. So that was back in the 90s, Tennessee South. Let's talk about what's recently happened. The Bengals, the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Chargers. <laughs> you guys are owned 4 in your last four games. You guys, (laughs) so don't talk about zero and four. It's the wrong time to bring up zero and four because y'all haven't seen a win in four games. Anyway, Titans. I don't mean to rip you like that. I mean that's that's not right. That's not right.
2: Hey, should have should have should have stretched a little farther.
3: Hey, listen, man. You you listen. You you shouldn't have been talking shit. (laughs) You shouldn't have been talking shit. Anyway, it's all jokes. All jokes aside, but uh, at that time, at that time, uh, that we're gonna take some some uh so questions on fantasy if you guys have any fantasy questions i'm no guru but <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about our our fantasy issues if you have any questions concerns about the game here's your time this is the question and and uh and answer portion my man evan's gonna be answering the questions as well so this is your opportunity your questions will be heard asked away and we'll go from there poor Tennessee titans was like shit I shouldn't have said anything to Rico. He's ripped my ass, man. Damn. Now I got to go back to watch Titan Anderson and I got to watch Tennessee Tyson Weekly. These guys are, these guys are, right now, they can't help you. <laughs> they can't help you. <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I listen, man. They say, yo, that ain't no roast, man. was was facts. Sometimes facts are The facts hurt the most. You know and I'm saying, when someone tells you the truth, they don't got to, they don't got to like really like dig in on you. They just got to tell you the truth. And that shit hurts, man. <laughs> yeah, I want to fight. I bet you Tennessee South is like, Man, I want to fight this dude right now. You can't, yo. This guy Tennessee South is a clown. We catch him bodies, boy. We catch him bodies, boy. Listen, he doesn't know what that. He, he doesn't know about catching bodies. <laughs> yo, you own four in the last four games, bro. You need to chill out, chill out, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> anyway. If you guys have any questions, this is the time to ask your questions. Yo, go easy on the man. His QB is Ryan Tannehill, not anymore. <laughs> it's Malik Willis. <Wilson. laughs> They can't even settle on, on, on Tannehill. Tannehill is just not doing it. They're in, they're, in, they're in a world of hurt. Here's the thing with the Tennessee Titans. I feel bad. There's one player that I feel bad for on the Tennessee Titans. You know who I feel bad for on that team? Robert Woods. Robert Woods should have never went to the Tennessee Titans. But I'm sure he went there. I'm thinking to myself, why did he go there? He probably went there and was like, okay, they got a great run game. And if they keep focusing on the run game, it'll open up the pass game for me and I can have a really good year. No. Sir yeah. you're-
2: I'm pretty sure he actually got traded there. So he didn't yeah. really have much of a choice. I'm pretty sure he got traded for like a, a like a six-round pick.
3: I thought, he, I thought he signed there. Well, it really I doesn't matter. Track. It really doesn't matter. The Tennessee Titans are irrelevant. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Anyway, questions, concerns, fantasy questions. Ev, are you in your fan? Did you win your fantasy game?
2: I am going on to the semifinals this week. Um, oh, I'm right. actually down nine four right now, but that's because in our league the team with home field advantage they're like with the higher seed home field advantage it's like four points. What? Um and he, yeah uh, I can't I kinda like it. Um but the team I'm going up against had Christian Kirk so I'm losing five he had five point six with Kirk so I'm losing nine point six to uh to zero right now. But go. I got um I got fields. So
3: well, I'm field. looking for
2: a big week this is bitter yeah yeah no my fantasy team actually took a little bit of a hit. Um, because I have A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, and Gabe Davis. So those are my three big hitters at wide Ape. receiver. Such but here's the thing. those These are my three big hitters. Davis is playing in a crappy weather game. Marquise Brown lost Kyler Murray. Oh. A.J. Brown lost Jalen Hurts. So that's basically like three injuries. And I have Mark Andrews, who lost Lamar Jackson. Um, and then on my bench, I have Debo Samuel, who isn't playing. He, he's injured right now. You're done. Um, but, I'm I done. I mean, I have Alvin Kamara, I have Kenneth Walker, and I have Jarek McKinnon.
3: You're done. We're, Kenneth, over, we're open Kenneth. for like three. I have Kenneth Walker, too, I'm, and he's going against the San Francisco. You're done. You're done. Your season's done. I'm sorry.
2: No, Walker's going against KC. Uh,
3: oh, yes, that's right. That's right. He's going against KC. You're right. You're right about that.
2: But um, I'm going up against uh, Jared Goff, Derrick Henry, uh, Joe Mixon, Michael Pittman, Ma Ross St. Brown, mm. Goddard, Gardner Minshew. In Tampa Bay's defense, he's got J- he's got Jalen Hurts and ETN, and he benched both of them. Hurts is obviously hurt, but
3: mm. hit ETN didn't play him. That's tough, man. It's a, uh, I mean, listen, I don't think you're going to win your game because of the circumstances, but valiant effort on getting to where you're at. Um hey, until- Justin Fields, forty point week. Here we go. Yeah, we just you better hope that it's a forty point week and it's a big, huge loss. At the same, time. I, I hope tough. so.
2: I yeah. hope so. I hope feels like I hope I hope the Bears score like two touchdowns and they're both from fields, eighty-yard rush t- rushing touchdowns. Other than that, we're cool. Bills can win like 40 to 12.
3: Derek Henry needs the backpack uh, needs a backpack for Christmas for carrying 52 other guys on the Titans roster. I mean, there's only so much the, the man can do. There really is so much the man can do. Uh, Mike Carter says, yo, Evan said last night that he wants Russian TDs from fields. Boo. I mean he's got the man for fantasy so I get that I get that he wants he wants he wants the points but he wants the loss at the same time so I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's a win win. Um folks before we get out of here um <clears throat> I'm just looking at what we have the rest of the way. The Bears coming up defensively uh, they got some decent players. I mean they did make some trades they traded two of their best defenders on the team and they're gone. Evan uh, like we established earlier this week said it but F, <laughs> F your fantasy bills by a billion. Love it. Um, yeah, that that Bears defense, um, they're not they're not potent, they don't they? Don't have anybody that that kind of scares you in any way. Um, so this should be a straight, just a straight win. I don't care how it gets done, but it's a straight win. That's the way I look at it. Um, well, and
2: also you got to you got to you know take a look at the fact that they put two of their starting corners on IR literally just today in Jalen Johnson and Kendall uh Vidler.
3: It's not good. So
1: yes.
2: not so good. and again, two corners in a game where there's probably going to be a lot of running might not overallly uh, overall affect the way the game's gonna be played out. But for the when the times the Bills do have to pass you're getting rid of a, a, a really good young corner in Jalen Johnson. Don't sweat it just because the Bears don't have a you know a good record doesn't mean they don't have some good players on that team. Jalen Johnson on this team would easily be the number two corner, potentially even be the number one with Trey White recovering. Jalen Johnson is a legit young corner in the National Football League, and then Viddlers is out as well. So those are two players that are going to be out for the Bears. And again, I mean, their defense, they have a couple guys, but – their overall front seven isn't what it used to be, you know, yeah. losing Mack, losing Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks, they it just hurts. don't have the same, Robert Quinn, like they don't have the same monsters in the midway oh, they used to have.
3: I like it. Yeah. I got a I got a, co- a, to- a comment coming from Thomas Sweeney. What's up, Tommy? Tommy goes oh, Rico, I recall um, a time or two early this season when you said there will come a time in December when you need to run the football. It's true. I keep, I, I, I will never waver. It's the truth. December, January, football. This is when teams start to rally and find their run game and start running the freaking football because colder weather, it's happening. You need to secure the football, secure the win. You need to run the football. And if we're still dinking around with throwing the football and giving the ball up and no time of possession and we're not converting, it's going to be problematic. We need to establish a run game, commit to it that way when it's time allen can do what he needs to do when he will you know that but at least we have a run game that we can settle on if allen's not having that game of his life then that's when we need to settle on the run game but we'll see we shall see um let me see what we got here so let's let's go from let's go from here folks uh i need your i need your help with this uh f we're going to go through some games Shout out to my man uh, Jeff King. Merry Christmas to everyone, and to you and your families. Jeff King, Merry Christmas to you as well, my good man. Um, before we get out of here, let's go and get into the schedule, and we're gonna pick our games, and you're gonna help me do our pickups because I've not done. I've been done, I haven't done pickups in a couple of weeks, so Evan, <clears throat> let's try to do this. All right. Go over Bears. Are we in agreement here?
2: Bills over Bears. Um I would I would think so. I, would think I don't so. think there's going to be too much agreement. Maybe maybe that one Titans fan, but other than that I think everyone's on the same page here.
3: Yeah, I think we are on the same page. So Bills over the Bears. Um New Orleans at Cleveland. New Orleans at Cleveland. I don't know about you, but I'm taking Cleveland over New. Yeah.
2: Orleans. I'm taking Cleveland as well. I think this is the game that Deshaun Watson um elevates his game and you know the players around him. And you know, shows people, you know, hey, this is why Cleveland gave me uh 250 million dollars, and he's gonna have a you know great performance against New Orleans.
3: Houston, Tennessee Titans. And just cuz I'm picking this as my upset of the week, because Tennessee South started thinking, he, he think he could just come in here and talk some shit. <laughs> so I'm taking Houston over the Titans in an upset special. What do you got in this one?
2: I'm just too big of a fan of Mike Vrabel. He doesn't lose these games. Vrabel does not Obviously. lose these games to the very poor teams, and the Houston Texans are a very poor team. Um, they've competed in a lot of games this year, and I would love to pick the Texans just because you know, Titans South uh, was disrespecting us a little bit, but um, I gotta go with the Titans. I I, I can't um, can't disrespect the Titans that much. They're not that bad.
3: Man, fuck the Titans, man. I'm taking Houston, Houston over the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kansas city. Oh, it's Seattle at Kansas city. What do you got?
2: I think this would be a very close game. Uh, Seattle has really not looked like themselves the way they started the season over the past, uh, you know, five or six weeks, they kind of slipped a little bit, but I think they're going to, you know, fight hard in this game. and, And it wouldn't surprise me if they pulled out a win, but you know, you're going into Arrowhead, going into Kansas city, playing Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, with the one seat on the line. I don't think they get it done, but it, they're going to you know, have a really
3: close performance in this one. Uh, but give me the Chiefs. You want the Chiefs? I, I, I'm yep. taking the Chiefs as well. I, th- I thought you were going to make this your upset special. I made Houston nope. my upset special. Okay. Um, New York Giants at Minnesota. That's a tough one, man.
2: This uh, This might be my upset of the week. I have the Giants upsetting the Minnesota Vikings, and we all know the Minnesota Vikings had that historic second half performance against the Colts. Yep. But they didn't play a good first half of football. And that kind of worries me a little bit. The the Vikings are a good team, but kind of a fraudulent team at the same time. Mm. And I think the Giants are well-disciplined enough to take advantage of that, you know, create some turnovers and, uh, you know, control the game with their run game uh, with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. So give me my upset of the week, the New York Giants over the Minnesota Vikings.
3: I like it. I like it a lot. I like it, and I see a lot of people picking Minnesota. Some people picking the Giants. Go through the line. We got Elvin going for the Giants. We got Audrey going for Andrew uh, going for obviously Minnesota. Incredibles Minnesota. So a lot of Minnesota.
2: Mi- Minnesota.
3: Minnesota. All right. So Evan picked the. I let Evan pick that game. He picked that as an upset. Here we go. Next game. Cincinnati at New England. Cincinnati at New England.
2: Since I mean, he, I'm, not, I'm not even going to sweat it.
3: There's no, there's no way. Um,
2: how do you, how do you even come back there um, there from there the, the there. debacle that had against Oakland or uh, Las Vegas? Like, how do you even come back from that?
3: You're done. Okay. Detroit at Carolina. Uh, Detroit. Give me Detroit too. That's one team. I, we're going to, after this, you know what? We're going to, I'm going to go back to this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Atlanta at Baltimore. That's a tough one. I don't know what that one Huntley's in He's the quarterback and you're going up against uh, the Atlanta team that's going with Ritter. I'm going with Baltimore.
2: I have to go with Baltimore too. I'm not a huge Huntley guy. I like some of the things he does, but he's kind of looked under. He's looked a little bit underwhelming uh, as a late filling in with for Lamar, but give me the Ravens.
3: And I'm taking the rivers not only for that, but I'm giving, I'm taking the rivers because like, Who's the quarterback for them? Ridd- Riddens or Riddler or Desmond Ritter? Yeah, Desmond Ritter. He didn't look good last week, and I don't presume he's going to look good this week. So, um, the Rook. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Mike Hardin wants to know Rico, are these your picks? <laughs> well, so far, so far, majority of the Marat picks I made. Evan Evan definitely picked the Giants and Vikings, but for the most part, we're we're me and Evan are pretty much on the same scale on the same book here, except yeah. for. I don't know. I think we agreed on all the games so far, except for the giants Vikings, but I let you pick that one. So uh, all sure. this... here we go. Um, we got Washington at San Francisco, Washington at San Francisco, Washington still has a chance to make the playoffs. They need wins. Is it coming? Is this the game that Brock Purdy lets down the San Francisco 49ers?
2: He may let them down statistically passing the football. Yeah, But that 49ers defense is just so good. And Taylor Heineke can get a little bit careless with the football once in a while, trying to play hero ball. And if there's a defense to capitalize uh, on a quarterback trying to play hero ball and create a turnover out of that, that's the 49ers defense. Give me the 49ers in a very close uh, slugfest, I would say.
3: I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Here we go. Are you ready for this? Philly at Dallas with Gardner Minshew going up against – The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys came off of a brutal loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need a bounce back. But Philly needs to prove that they can still win without Jalen Hurts. Who wins this game?
2: Man. um, I think the Cowboys are going to get it. But I think this would be a really close game. Uh, The Eagles probably have the best roster top to bottom in the national football league. And I think Gardner Minshew is going to have a really good day overall, but Dallas is just a little bit better at the quarterback position with Hertz out. So I think I have to go with the Cowboys in a close game. Though going to be a close game. I'd say like, I'm throwing a score prediction out there like
3: 27, 26. I'm going with the Cowboys as well. Uh, not that I don't like, I don't like Philly. Philly's a good defense. They got a good offense. Um, I just like, tony pollard and i like that run game that run game is solid and i think dak wants to redeem himself because he just not that he had a horrible game but that those that pick six to end the game killed him. so he's got to get it together
2: i think i said this last year at some point in time i think we kind of had a debate and discussion about pollard and zeke yep and i'm 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 the biggest zeke defender um probably in buffalo okay and and it's proving me right it's proving me right Zeke's been what? having a hell of a season. He's been having a hell of a year.
3: So, is he a better running back than uh, than Tony Pollard? Well,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't think they're better than than, than each I other. I think they complement. Be better I than think, Tony Pollard. I think he does better things than Tony Pollard.
3: I, that's not my question. Because Tony Pollard does better some better things than than uh, than uh, number twenty-one Zeke Elliott. Well, who's the better RB? Pollard Zeke.
2: I would stick. Zeke on the field over Pollard just because of blocking and wearing down a defense in between the tackles. That's only why
3: I get it. Um, I'm taking Pollard over Zeke because you have the element of making something happen that not there. You have the element that you can catch the ball out of the backfield. You are pretty much the black CMC and CMC. And it, it sounds very horrible for me, the black CMC, but CMC does it all runs the ball, catches the ball. Yep. And I, I'll go even further. This guy can return puns and kicks, and he more so kicks. So give me Pollard all freaking day. I love Pollard. And if Pollard were a, find a way, if we get Pollard, I'll chain, I would trade James Cook right now to the Dallas Cowboys and take 20 Pollard. But that ain't going to happen. Yo, don't let Rico intimidate you. <laughs> Yo, Johnny Blaze. No,
2: uh, I, 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 I can never let a guy smaller than me intimidate me, so. <laughs>
3: yo um it's so funny they say because i'm like i'm trying to press evan i'm like no evan give me an answer evan's like well i'm not sure johnny blaze <laughs> i like that johnny blaze welcome um you know mike hart says yo i see how things are shaping up next week all the right picks will be Ricos, and the wrong picks will be evans you know we'll, we'll see how it plays out i'm,
2: I'm pretty sure on am like bf history with me on here i'm pretty sure i'm like Shooting like probably 60% on picks, so picks and predictions. So,
3: I mean, for the most part, we, we agree. I'm going to recap it. I think we agreed on, on some of these picks here. Mostly, um, Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. Las Vegas at Pittsburgh.
2: I'm going to have to go with Vegas. Um, I think that that went over New England is going to spark them up a little bit and give them some confidence going against Pittsburgh.
3: Yeah, I'm going to agree with that as well. Uh, I just, I'm not, I don't trust. I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. I don't trust that offense, and this is this is it's it's gonna continue. And Vegas is that's the most disappointing team of the of the league, in my opinion. Vegas, Vegas, that's supposed to be a better team than they are, and I just don't understand it. So uh, I'm taking Vegas over um, over Pittsburgh. They're just that they're just that good. Yeah, how do you lose with Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams? Like how do you, Darren Waller? Like how do you how are you a losing team? It makes no sense, man. But sometimes it tells you just cause you have the talent doesn't mean the team's gonna be good. A lot of- And the doesn't...
2: defense they got too. Chandler Jones, yeah, Max yeah. Crosby, yes. Nate Hobbs. Like they, they, got a, they got a good defense.
3: I just don't get it. And Carr is not a bad quarterback. I know some people want to shit on him and say, oh, he's a horrible quarterback. He's not, man, he's a good quarterback. But- it They is got a couple good players, players on defense, but you no. Know. Yeah, so that's the Saturday matchups. And then we got Sunday matchups. We only have a few games on Sunday. Um, which is weird. I don't know why they didn't just put all the games on Sunday, but it is what it is. Um, Green Bay at Miami.
2: Green Bay. Um, I think Miami is stuck right now. They're on a three game losing skid and they're eight and six. If they lose another game, they're going to be, you know, down the ladder um, in the playoff hunt. And I think the Packers are not as bad as their early season struggles. And Aaron Rodgers is going to, I guess if you want to call an upset, Aaron Rodgers is going to upset the uh, Miami Dolphins.
3: Well, I want Miami to win this game, as sad as as it sounds, right? Why? You want them in the playoffs? I do want them in the playoffs. But there's a reason I want them in the playoffs. Because I'd love to see a Miami-Kansas City matchup. If that can find a way to happen, a Miami-Kansas City matchup with – With Tyreek just wanting to blow up the Kansas City Chiefs and really do some some damage. I'd love to see it Um, because they're obviously not going to catch the number one seed. We're going to take that number one seed. So it doesn't really matter where they face or where they place. I could care less. But I'd love to see a matchup where the Kansas City Chiefs have to host Miami Dolphins. I'd love to see it. And their defense is suspect enough that anything could freaking happen. You never know. We just never know. I'd love to see that happen, man. Um, but Green Bay over Miami—that's a toss-up for me. I'm going to say Miami wins this game. I think they'll get. I think they'll get their act back together. Um, but I like Green Bay too, man. But I'm going to. I'm going to stick with Miami. So you're going with that. I'm going to go. I'm just going to put a little sidebar that I, I chose Miami to win this game. But here's the thing: if Miami loses, boy, that's terrible because that they're going to be they. They've already lost three in a row. They're about to be on their they're on their second three-game losing streak. Dude, yes. get it together. You don't want to go on you don't want to go on a sixth game losing streak and end your playoff hopes. They're trying to end the drought. They need this win. I'm going with Miami uh for this win over Green Bay. And I don't think I don't think Favre, not Favre you got me saying Favre. Um I don't think um Rodgers Rodgers gives a damn really too much cuz like Right now, what's the record? They're right, is, are they even still like in contention? I think they're
2: yeah, they are. They are. I think they're six and eight. Six and eight.
3: So they're still in contention somewhat. So let me we'll
2: double check. Yeah, they're six and eight. They're third in the NFC
3: North. Third in the NFC North. Okay. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But that's the thing about the um <laughs> hold on. Chicago Bears winning 31 27. Who the hell is Todd Tollfree? Well, you know what, free. That's the thing. You know, when you, have, when you have someone that has a, a name with toll-free in it, that means all bullshit comes to that toll-free number. So, <laughs> toll-free, Todd, toll-free, a bunch of bullshit coming from your phone line. Cut it out, Todd, toll-free. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony Fasciano. Fasciano says, yo, I love Rico and all the BF content, but I have to say that I disagree with at least 50, <laughs> 50% of the takes. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. We don't have to agree on everything because I, I usually go go against the grain. And uh I have no problems with it. I love to be on the wild side. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes it happens. Can't believe Evan just sound uh, just son rico. Can't can't get immediate what by intimidated by a baller, man. When you when did you say that? I didn't even hear you say that.
2: <laughs> I said that like five or six minutes ago when we were talking, um uh, talking about the um Pollard Zeke thing.
3: The evidence is out that Evan and I took a picture together, we're standing side by side. The evidence is right there staring at you in the face. Evidence. I'm like a quarter
2: inch taller than you.
3: <laughs> he's, he's so full of shit. He's not.
2: I'm like five. I'm like 5'10. Like Rico's like 5'9 with like socks in his shoes filling them up.
3: <laughs> right, right. Uh so here we go. Uh, last game. We got a couple more games. Denver at the Rams. What a boring game that's gonna be. Man.
2: I might not even look at that one. But I'll go with the Rams. I think Baker Mayfield is gonna uh, beat the Broncos. Is Russell Wilson playing or not? I don't know.
3: I'm not picking Russell. I'm not picking the Rams. The Rams are shit. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. Denver over the Rams.
2: I'm I'm, I'm going with the Rams.
3: You go the Rams. I'm gonna make sure that you put that in there,
2: dude. Baker Mayfield. What what a game he had two weeks ago. Then he you know fell back down yeah, earth yeah, a little bit.
1: But Bay,
2: but, but it's to. it's the it's the Baker Mayfield cycle. Yeah. Has start of the week trash 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 really good game next week terrible game criticize them another good game bad game like it's just the whole cycle so he's due for a good game
3: I mean this, this game is a horrible game anyway like, like Denver like who, nobody's watching that that's why they put it at the 530 slot like you should have put you should have stuck that in the in the early early games but anyway um and a couple more games here Tampa Bay Arizona that's a big one because I'm I'm putting I'm using the Tampa defense Against Arizona's Trace McSorley and the rest of those boys, so <laughs> let me know what's up. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. You go with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks as well. Hold on, season beast right here. He goes uh, Rico's five nine and said he would absolutely truck me. Um, A, I'm not five nine. I'm about five ten, give or take. And uh, I'm five eleven. <laughs> right. <laughs> and B, and B. I have trucked quite a few guys in my day because I'll tell you right now, you get this 200 pounds running straight ahead with more speed, and you're just getting started to get going, you will be on your ass, good sir. On your ass, Uh, season beast. And season beast is a big boy. He used to play ball back in the day. So, and the question was, was like, I asked him, like, yo, do you think I could truck you? He said, well, I'm not sure. And I was like, yo, I'd absolutely truck your ass. So so that's why my man is, is uh answering that question. <laughs> don't let the size fool you man. Look at look at Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is five foot seven putting dudes on their ass. I've seen Maurice Jones Drew put freaking um who who was that he put on his ass on that pass block. It was um the lights out. Sean Marion. Sean Marion. He yeah, put Marion. Marion on his ass, man. So don't don't let these don't let the, the small guys don't think you can they can you know lay the wood. or oh, we lay wood. <laughs> <laughs> we lay the wood all right um pause he goes pause Yo Rico meet up and find out shorty <laughs> season beast all right um so Tampa and last but not least oh what a ass game as well Chargers Colts
2: ooh Chargers not even not even blinking I at Col- that one
3: Colts is, is starting yeah so give me the Chargers oh right, there you go somebody said yo my yeah. Rico, Rico's got an F-150. <laughs> Heck no, I don't have that. So you know what I drive? I drive <laughs> a Jetta. Jet, a nice, compact, and a punch. You know what I'm saying? Don't F around with the Jettas, boy. We'll get your ass. <laughs>
2: hey, F-150s are known for breaking down time to time, Rico. Don't break down mid run <laughs>
3: Uh No, he's, he's like, like small men syndrome. Usually small men usually get the big trucks. I know exactly what you're trying to say. You'll never find me in a, pickup, in a big old pickup truck. Yo, listen, here's, here's for people that pick up trucks. By the way, before I got a beef with that. Hold on. Uh you said charges charges over the uh the Colts? Easily. Easily. I'm gonna say the same thing. Uh charge over the Colts. Uh here's a here's a hot take. I not I don't want to call it a hot take. <laughs> but I do have something to say because my man said the pickup truck, and it's a it's a running joke to some of the friends that I have. So Evan, uh, you can be here for this. This would be hilarious. Hold on a second. Say it. Yes, I say it. I mean, for those that drive pickup trucks i commend you you know what i'm saying you're you're probably someone that you know what i'm saying is hauling a whole bunch of shit you got your rv you're you know, you're a country boy you go hunting so you really need to bring all your hunting gear and all that crap and i mean you got a boat uh name it you're hauling something but this goes out to the people that don't have anything to haul but they're driving a pickup truck just cuz What are you hauling? What do you need that big old Hemi in a pickup truck? What do you need that? You're an office worker. You work in an office job. You don't go camping. You don't do any outdoor shit. But you have a pickup truck for what? Are you? Do you have a pickup truck just to help your friends move? (laughs) Is that's what it's for? I just, I don't know. I just can't stand it. I when I find people that like they have a pickup truck, I'm like, oh shit. Do you go camping a lot? No, I don't. I don't camp. Are you kidding me? I was like, but you got a pickup truck. You must be towing something. No, I ain't towing anything. So what the hell are you driving a pickup truck for? You live in the city. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, that's my rant. That's my rant. I always,
2: I, I will, not. I will say it is kind of a necessity to have a pickup truck uh, when you live in Buffalo, especially. Um, no matter if you go camping or if you're pulling trailers and stuff, you, it's nice to have a pickup truck when you have, you know you have weather like this outside.
3: That's why they have big SUVs with with four wheel drive or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? You got that. But the people that have the F-150s, that ain't hauling shit. What you got an F-150 for? I drive a Tacoma. <laughs> what you got a Tacoma for? I, I drive a, a Dodge Ram. For what? Now, the Dodge Rams do look good. But I just, I find it funny. But if you're hauling shit, kudos to you. But if you're hauling shit and you live in the city in a condo, <laughs> you drive a 150. I don't know, man. I think it's hilarious. Anyways, and scene. I'm done. So don't don't come for me. I'm I, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> i'm just being i'm just be funny actually but i do find it funny for those that do drive. rico you're, you're gonna have like half a buffalo agree. coming for you if you agree with me smash that like and and put the fire emoji in there if you're like yo this guy's full of crap i don't believe that i drive a pickup truck and i don't care and i'm five foot two damn it i don't give a damn i'm driving my pickup truck pedal extensions
2: with pedal extensions too with,
3: <laughs> with the pedal Rico, do you have
2: pedal extensions
3: no no pedal extensions for me man No. <laughs> No good for that, but yeah. Especially I like if uh, if you are a uh, one that uh, drives a pickup truck and you absolutely haul nothing and you live in the sea, and you and you're paying major gas prices for no damn reason, then I get it. Pulling my food trailer, hey, listen, you're pulling something, cool, I get it. If you're pulling something, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? But if you you driving a little a pickup truck, nah, man. Yo, Rico drives a moose. <laughs> Not out here, we don't. No, no moose out here, brother. No moose out here. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I drive a, I drive the old Volkswagen, man. No, the, the V the, Listen, man, <laughs> I was never a Volkswagen guy, but until I got this Volkswagen, bro, that thing is solid, bro. That shit is solid, man. I'm not going to lie. My man, wrestles yo, I love trucks, though. Something about sitting high. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Driving a pickup truck, not nah, holy shit. But I get to sit high and see everything. What you need to see, get yourself to work, take the kids, put them in the back, and take them to the soccer, and call it a day. Yo, my, somebody said y'all pulling my fat ass is what I need to pull in my pickup truck. <laughs> y'all got me laughing, boy. Anyway, that's it for me, folks. Uh I just want <laughs> a couple laughs. Look, I said I was going to go for half an hour and here we are now.
2: Yeah. What we're an way? hour 30 in.
3: Yeah, what the hell, man? What the hell, man? What the hell? Anyway, uh we're done. i Hope you guys enjoyed yourself Let's uh, recap the games that we chose and then we get out. Where did we get out of here? So, uh we got Bills over Bears, Cleveland over the Saints. Browns over the Saints. Houston over the Titans. I picked that upset uh, upset special. KC uh, over Seahawks. Giants over Vikings. Evan picked that game right there. He likes the Giants. Um, Cincinnati over the Patriots. I think we both agree on that one. Detroit over Carolina. Uh, Baltimore over Atlanta. San Francisco over Washington. Cowboys over Philly. Are we good on that one?
2: Cowboys over Philly? Yeah.
3: All right. Vegas over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then we got Green Bay over Miami. Uh Evan picked Green Bay over Miami. I picked Miami over Green Bay. And then we both agreed on the uh no, actually, actually, you didn't. You said Denver. I said Denver over the Rams. You said the Rams over the Broncos, right? Is that what we said, Evan? Yes, yes. Yeah, Rams over the Broncos. And then last but not least, we both agree on the Chargers over the Colts. So we shall see how that plays out. If you guys think that this will help you guys out, jump all in now. Jump on it right now. If you guys enjoyed the show and you guys enjoyed my uh pickup truck take, um, don't be upset with me. Don't be upset with me, fight, guys. I'm just joking. I'm joking. If you want to drive a pickup truck, what do you got there, Evan?
2: Look at it. It's your favorite guy.
3: Bring it, bring it closer. Bring it closer to the, to the screen. We can't see it. Closer, bro. Right to it. It's your favorite
2: get,
3: guy. Get in there. Is that Nate Peterman? Nate yeah. Peterman. <laughs> yeah, you got my man, Nate Peterman. I love it. Um, but yeah, guys, don't be upset. Don't be upset if I if I touch the nerve. If you drive a pickup truck. Don't be upset. If you drive a pickup truck, drive it with pride. Even if you're not hauling anything, even if you live in a downtown condo, drive it with pride. Even if you have an auto starter, drive it with pride. You know what I'm saying? Even if you put in lifts in your pickup truck, and you, you need to really hop in that truck. Drive it with pride. All right, folks? That's all I'm going to say. Somebody said I'm a hater. <laughs> Yo, Rico, a hater? I'm not hating, bros. So I'm just saying, if you have a big old pickup truck, you're not hauling shit, drive that shit with pride. Make it look like you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Um... Michelle Holland says, "Yo, these Durango uh, sorts are only good to look at. I'll take my Jeep Grand Cherokee asap." You know what's funny? My brother right now is is looking for because I used to sell cars back in the day, so that's why I kind of know a little bit about it. I sold a whole bunch of pickup trucks to people that weren't doing shit with their pickup trucks. So I always just, I used to laugh. I go into the specs and talk about like how much they. Oh, he's like, "Yeah, I don't need all that shit. I just like, like I like the color of the truck." Sure. Anyway, my bro is trying to get a, uh, a SUV. And I mentioned the Durango and he's like, oh, the Durango might be nice. Or I mentioned the Dodge Charger, the Dodge Charger, the, um, the journey cause he wants a bigger, a bigger SUV. So for those that have SUVs, but the seven seater SUV, give me, give me some of your, uh, your suggestions on what would be a best fit for my brother for a seven seater. Cause the family's growing and he wants to have a bigger vehicle. So if you guys have a seven seater SUV and you guys love it, let me know what you guys have. But, um, that's it for us, man. We're going to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. I hope you guys get everything you guys want. Evan, did you want to talk to the people and wish them a Merry Christmas?
1: Yeah,
2: obviously a... everyone yeah everyone out there in the chat and the rest of Buffalo fanatics, everyone that listens and tunes in, have a Merry Christmas. And, you know, the Bills are going to give you guys all a awesome Christmas gift tomorrow as they beat the Chicago Bears. But I just want to say have a great Christmas and a happy holidays
3: love every bit of it and here's the thing i'm gonna do uh one last thing and i want you guys to have a merry christmas as well um and uh usually on these on these days and more this is more me getting on a serious note usually more on these days there's somebody or some people that are usually spending the time by themselves right or they're not with anybody specific or whatever the case is and you know who they are give them a shout you know what I'm saying wish them a merry christmas tell them that you're thinking about them whatever the case is and uh, um, and just Know that, you know, what I mean, let them know that, you know, when somebody gives a damn about them and they're not doing this thing by themselves because believe it or not, these around these times are when, you know, some people feel the worst. Right. So give them a shout. Be the positive light in someone's life. And you guys know, I, I'm always I'm always on that positive stuff, although I joke around a lot. But there's a little soft side to me when it comes to that. So do that and uh and have you guys a, a Merry Christmas, folks. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And uh with that being said, that's our time, folks. So let me uh, cue up the music. And um, we will catch you guys tomorrow. We have the big the big, uh, pre-game extraordinaire. Evan's going to be there. Evan, you in? I should be. Perfect. If
2: my alarm goes off, I'll be there.
3: Perfect. Evan's in. And uh, we also have uh, Kevin Syracuse that's going to be in. Rev, we have no idea if Rev's going to be in. And we're also looking to see if uh, Z-Bot will be in. And if not, so be it. And then uh, we'll go from there, man. And uh, listen, I think I like what we did last week when we bring in guests that want to get something off their chest in this pregame. That's why I didn't really touch too much on the Bears. We'll touch a lot more on the Bears tomorrow. And uh, we need a big week, man. This win, it clinches us division. We win this game. We clinch the division. It's a big freaking win. We need this one. Yes, sir. Trap games. We got to limit this trap game business. We don't want it to be trap game. We want to, we want to, we want to nail this. You know what I'm saying? So we will see myself, Rev, Evan, and uh, my man Evan's going to be there as well. And we're going to rock it tomorrow. So uh, let's get let's get to it. I hope you guys win your fantasy games. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side, man. So until next time, which is tomorrow, we'll see you when we get to, to the game, man. And we'll get going, man. So, folks, have yourself a great night. Merry Christmas. I hope Santa's good to you guys. And we'll catch you on the flip side, man. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's your boy Evan. And we are gone. We'll catch you on the first side, folks. And we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Peace. The people of the world, 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 the
2: people of the world, the 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 people of the world, the, 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 the,